0: Let's look at Psalm 127, Psalm 127, we kick off uh, kind of our theme, what we might say for Sunday nights, uh, at least the Sunday night preaching that'll take place. Uh, In the end, I think it's going to fit within the big theme of our church family for the year, Uh, but certainly want to start it tonight. We were helped last week by Pastor Rule, and uh, if you did not have, have an opportunity to hear Uh, that message last Sunday night. I want to encourage you to get online and to listen to it and to consider resolutions. I know there was some Sunday school classes this morning that talked about it and I enjoyed asking my kids about what they learned today in their classes and uh, I know resolutions uh, came up. It started with revolutions and then we realized it was resolutions and uh, but we had a good time talking about resolutions and uh, certainly uh, in, in my own life, if you look at my notepad on, the, on my phone, uh, even here this evening, you'd be able to see a list of things uh, that I'm shooting for, things that I believe God would want me to do. And if some of them happen to do with being a pastor, some a husband, some a dad, and uh, all of them have to do about being a better Christian. And uh, I trust that uh, you took to heart what was said last Sunday night, and even this week you took time to pray and think about uh, what God could use you to do. We are going to not be in this passage all year, and it's not that many verses. We only have five verses uh, here in the psalm. But this first verse in Psalm 127 is really going to be our theme verse for the year, at least on Sunday nights. Every Sunday night, uh, Lord willing, we're going to come back to this particular verse and then launch from that to a different passage. But would you look with me here uh, at the psalmist? Psalm 127, and we're going to go ahead and just read verses 1 through 5. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows. For so he giveth his beloved sleep. Lo, children are a heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. Happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. Now we've just read some wonderful verses that are packed with many powerful truths. But it's that first verse here in Psalm 127 that We're going to build our Sunday night series off of. I want you to read it with me tonight. There, Psalm 127, verse number one, ready, begin. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh, but in vain. And it is this verse, at least the thought of this verse, that I believe, that I pray will hold captive our minds and will guide our actions in this year when it has to do with our families and our homes. I pray that you're going to that you'd consider it. I pray that you'd memorize it. I pray that you'd meditate on it. I pray that you'd believe it and I pray that you'd allow it to guide your home and your relationships. Let's have a word of prayer and ask God's blessings on the message tonight. Father, we love you. We once again recognize, first and foremost, our need for You. Boy, how foolish it would be to preach from this verse, much less preach at all, and, Father, not take time to recognize that we need You and that we need Your help. Father, I'm just a vessel tonight, just a mouthpiece. I pray that I'd say exactly what You want said, nothing more, but also nothing less of that. And, Father, would You captivate our attention? Would Your Holy Spirit please grab our attention all the way down to our heart and our mind, that we may not only be hearers tonight, but that, Father, you would put some things into application for us, that we'd be able to leave with a greater desire to see this verse and this thought lived out in our homes and our relationships. Now, certainly if that's going to take place, we need you. And so we ask your Holy Spirit to fill me as the preacher, each one of us as listeners, and may good things be done. May a foundation be laid, and we'll thank and praise you for it. In the name of your Son, Jesus, we ask these things. Amen. Except the Lord build the house. The word house there in the Hebrew is the word bayeth. Now, I say that to say this. You might read the word the psalmist uses as the word house and think that uh, it could be related to the structure in which you live and that's what you and I today would call our house. Uh, I, I call the building that my family sleeps in our house, my family unit would be my home. But if you look at this particular Hebrew word and you study it out, you find out that this word "house" is in the most general sense of the word, the family. When you read the rest of Psalm 127, you realize that he brings children. Into the scene. Yea, children are a heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb, His reward. But in the most general sense, this word house here that we read in our Bibles can be translated for anything that you and I would build. It could be building our home, it could be building our marriages, it could be building our families, our relationships our businesses, anything that you and I would build, invest in, work for, or apply ourselves to. We refer to all of those. We refer to our home. We refer to our church, our class, our business, our ministry. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. i want to offer three, we might call these preliminary remarks, just to kind of get our minds all headed in the same direction this evening, first of all, let me say this: there is a necessity to build our homes. There is a necessity to build our homes more than just the foundation building that we spoke about this morning. No doubt, our homes need to be built on the right foundation. And as Jesus tells us, when we listen to what He says and we put what He says into action, when He do what He says, it's like us building our house on a rock, a firm. Foundation, but more than that, our houses, our homes need to be built. Our homes need time, nurturing, they need loving. Our home needs correction, investment, influencing. Some would say that the most famous infomercial slogan was this help me finish it set it and forget it. Remember that rotisserie oven? Set it and forget it. Let say it works great for that small little convection oven, but it doesn't work for your home. You and I can't set it and forget it. It takes work, investment, time. There is much work, much effort needed to build. And it doesn't matter what you're building. Whether it's a Sunday school class or a bus route or a marriage or another friend relationship, you you name what it is, all of those take work to build and there's a necessity to build. Let me say second of all this evening, there's also a necessity to guard and protect our city. Now, Now look with me back at that verse. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep... The city, the watchman, waketh but in vain. That word waketh, if you study down the Hebrew, it means to be on the lookout or to stay alert. Unless the Lord keeps the city, it doesn't matter how alert the watchman is, it doesn't matter how awake the person is, how vigilant they are. Unless the Lord keeps the city. And there's still the necessity to guard and protect our city. Now, certainly our culture is different than the time of this writing. A city would literally have someone or someone that would stay alert throughout the night there at the city gate. There would not be much light, and they would literally be there to alert the city, alert those inside of the wall about potential danger on the outside whether that was a wild animal or a group of pillagers or a neighboring city some would need to watch and be alert for the city now if we bring it over to our context we might lock our doors at night we might have alarm systems for our home but the application is so much more than that how many understand tonight that you and I are in a spiritual battle Right? We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of this darkness, of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And though we don't have a watchman for our physical city per se, how many understand tonight that there still needs to be a watchman for the church? There still needs to be a watchman for the home. Somebody needs to be looking out for the family. Somebody needs to be on alert for the marriage. Somebody needs to be on alert for the church. A watchman is still necessary. We're told be sober, be vigilant because your adversary the devil walketh about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. In my early years there at Grandview, we were dealing with a a few uh, family issues from uh, some of the teens in the youth department. I remember dealing with some of the rebellion with the teens and uh, somebody pulling me off to the side and saying, "Uh, Brother Steve, you know, in, in that particular home, it's just, it's very difficult. It's very difficult to speak into it and try to help. At one point, they were the strictest of Christians. I mean, at one point, all all the Christian checkboxes that you would have uh, considered, all the things that you would have expected a Christian home to do, they did them all until the kids became teenagers. And then they stopped guarding. They stopped watching. They stopped protecting. They got tired and mom and dad stopped being on alert. And that... Lack of being on alert, that lack of watching, that lack of protecting, led to great ruin in the family. Why? Because somebody wasn't awake. Nobody was watching. First tonight, as we just lay a quick groundwork, there's still a necessity to build. There's still a necessity to guard and protect your city. Third of all, let me say this, we all want our work and watching to be worth something. Right, We all want our work and our watching to be worth something. All of us desire for what we put our hand to, what we give our time and what we give our effort to, to be successful, right? We all want there to be value in our work. We all want to be worth something. I've never met a parent whose desire that their children grow up to be worthless. I've never met a husband or a wife that desired a worthless relationship. I've never met a business owner who wanted a worthless company. I've never met a Sunday school teacher who wanted a worthless class. And that's not the way we operate. You and I in every area, we want what we do to be of value. We want when it comes to the end to be able to look back and say, Whoa, that was worth it man, woohoo! all that time and effort and labor and struggle and trials and difficulties and, and mountain climbing, man, it was worth it. I see some value from it. Every single one of us desire that. For our marriages, for our homes and our relationships and our places of business, each one of us wants to know that at the end of the day, when we've put in that work and effort, that there's value, that it's worth something. Now, with those three things in mind, Those three things, first being that there's a necessity to still build our homes. There's a necessity to keep watching for our city, to stay alert for our family. And that that third, we all want our work and our watching to be worth something with those three things in mind. And let's come back to our text here in Psalm 127. Many would consider Solomon to be the writer of this particular psalm. I think that's, that's interesting. Solomon is speaking on the family. And if we were honest tonight, Solomon had a pretty dysfunctional family. Others would say David wrote it. But if you look at David's family, that was fairly dysfunctional as well. Now we do know Solomon, I I personally believe Solomon was the writer, but if, if we consider Solomon being the writer, we do know this, that he had an incredible amount of wisdom. Incredible amount. Outside of Jesus Christ, the wisest man to ever walk the face of the earth. Yeah. He could be speaking out of, this is true, I didn't do this, but this is true. It's not like you and I always act off of our knowledge either, right? And there's times where we, we said, I, I knew I should have done that. And I didn't do it, so let me help you. And I, I really believe that that's the heart of what Solomon is saying. I didn't do this very well. I mean, a fairly dysfunctional family, 700 wives, 300 300 wives, 700 concubines. You know, out of all the kids that could have been there, only one kid is mentioned in Scripture. He talks about having a quiver foal, and he talks about them being a blessing from the Lord. And so I personally believe he's speaking out of, I wish I would have considered this, But here it is for you and I, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. And except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. Three truths tonight. We've laid some foundational truths. There's still a necessity to build our homes. There's still a necessity to watch, to be alert, to to wake up. There's still, for us, we want our work and our watching to be worth something. But three truths that we're going to find Right here in this particular passage is groundwork number one. The work of man has its place. The work of man has its place. God is not calling you and I to be idle. (laughs) He's not calling you and I to be lazy. He's not calling you and I to be slothful in what we do. He doesn't want us to be lazy in our working, lazy in our parenting, idle in our business. No, the work of man has its place. Look at other parts of Scripture, Ecclesiastes chapter nine, verse number ten: "Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy what might. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all you have, with your might." Romans twelve, verse number eleven: We're told not to be slothful in business. 1 Corinthians 9, 24, know ye ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receive the prize. And he says this, so run that you may be obtained. There's only one winner, but, but don't strive to be in last place. Run that you may obtain. Run for a reason. There in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse number 10, Paul would go on to say, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And His grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God, which was with me. There was some labor, right? Paul was not saying, uh, the, Lord, the Lord's going to do all of this, and so I get to sit back and, and watch and be idle. No, no. There is still a necessity. There's a, uh, the, the work of man has its place. Colossians 3, and whatsoever ye do, do it heartily, as unto the Lord and not unto men. James 4, go to now ye that say today and tomorrow we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain, whereas ye you know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? It is but a vapor that appeareth for a short time and then vanisheth away. What is he saying? Get busy. Get after it. Get to it. Pick up the pace. Get with it. If we think that God's going to bless laziness, or that God's going to reward slothfulness, if we think that God is going to anoint the head of the sluggard, then you have your thinking wrong. If you think God is going to bless the idle hand, then you have your thinking wrong. But also, on the other hand, this evening, if you think that it all relies on you, If you think that it all hinges on your effort. If you're thinking that by your working, you're going to work it out. If you think that your effort will be that which overcomes. If you think that it's your time that's going to fix the problems. Then you also have your thinking wrong. I've watched many work so hard at building their home. Mom and dad both working jobs. So they can provide for the needs and wants of their kids. Sending kids to private schools with the best education and securest campuses. Setting up boundaries and filters and protections and working to care for anything that could possibly go wrong in their kids' lives. And what happens? Things go wrong. And kids make mistakes. And kids take a different turn than what mom and dad thought. I mean, by all means, when it came to their effort, they checked all the boxes and did every single thing that they could do. Their children go and make the same mistakes and have the same problems that everyone else has. Sometimes it's delayed. Sometimes it takes place after someone leaves the house. Some have said, well, they, they never did that in my house. Now, I know children have free wills, and we all make choices that someone's not going to like, and I've made plenty of choices that people haven't liked. But that's not what's being said. I want you to listen to me tonight. What Scripture is telling us this evening is that if you think the success of your home, if you think the success of your marriage... If you think the success of your relationships, if you feel like the success of your business or your class or your bus route hinges on your work and your effort, then my friend, you're in for a big disappointment. If you believe it all rests on the effort and work that you put into the things around you, then you're in for a big disappointment. The work of man has its place. Let me say second of all tonight, the work of man has its place, but is of little use without the work and blessing of God. The work of man has its place. you got to keep working. But it's of little use without the work and blessing of God. You see, no house building or city watching is successful, which leaves God out of the equation. Except the Lord Build the house. They labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh, but in vain. You see, the workman has his work and he should work. And the watchman has something to watch and he should watch. But God's work and God's blessings are needed to truly build the home and truly protect the city. You see, your home needs you but it needs more than you. It needs the Lord. Your marriage needs you, but it needs more than you. It needs the Lord. Your family needs you, but they need more than you. They need the Lord. Your business needs you, but your business needs more than you. It needs the Lord. Oh, your ministry, your ministry needs you. Absolutely. But your ministry needs more than you. Your ministry needs the Lord. You see, if God is not involved with what you're doing, what you're doing is not going to be successful. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. There's an awfully sad word here in this verse. Have you caught it yet? It's that word vain. Look at that verse again. Verse number one. Except the Lord build the house they labor in. See it there? Vain. They build it. Except the Lord keeps the city. The watchman waketh. The watchman stays alert, but in. Oh, there it is again. Vain. Worthless of no value, how frustrating would it be to put time, effort, involvement, I mean to do everything that we could physically do and it be in vain? How discouraging would that be? If in a lifetime we worked and worked and worked and worked and tried to be successful and successful and successful and successful and stayed up late and and got up early and put in hours and hours and hours and hours to build our home or our marriage or our business or our family. You name what it is and then to find out at the end of it that the word vain is written across it. Worthless. Of no value. That's what this verse is teaching us. That unless the Lord is involved in the building, it's worthless. And unless the Lord is involved in the watching, in the keeping, then it's worthless. All that effort. The work of man has its place, but is of little use without the work and the blessing of God that brings me to number three tonight, and lastly, those are good words, right? The key to building a home and keeping a city is found in one word. I think we're going to see it tonight. It's found in one word, and that word is this, faith. Faith. You say, hold on a second, Pastor Steve, where in the world did you get the word faith from? Except the Lord built the house. Be in vain them that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh, but in vain, Pastor Steve, I don't see the word faith there. How did you come up with that one? The question is tonight, what is faith? What is faith? Hebrews 11.1 says this, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You go a couple verses farther and you're going to find out in Hebrews 11, verse number six, but without faith it is impossible to please him for he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And I've said it before, as I've defined faith, whether it's here at church or whether it's in a Bible class in school, faith is believing that God is who he says he is and that God will do the things that he says he will do. But is that all faith is? Is faith just believing? Is faith just hoping that God's going to care for the situation? Is faith just praying that God will work it all out? Is faith only having confidence that God can? No. Faith is more than that. Faith is also work. What does James say? Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead. It's dead faith. It's not worth anything. If there's not work involved. Hebrews eleven six. But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that come into God must believe that he is, and and that he is rewarder of them that sit idly? A rewarder of them that just wait around for his blessing? A rewarder of them who are slothful at business? No, a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You see, faith this evening, if, if we could illustrate it this way, it's a two-sided coin just like we'd flip a coin and there's heads and there's tails. On one side of faith, you have reliance on God. And on the other side of the coin, you have action on your part. Reliance on God and action on your part. Reliance on God and action on your part. Reliance on God and action on your part. You see, you see it's both resting in Him and working. It's both trusting Him And watching. It's reliance on God and action on our part. And therefore, if you go and you study the hall of faith, what do you see in the hall of faith? A bunch of people who believed what God said and acted on what God said. How do they find themselves on the pages of the most incredible testimony of Scripture? I mean, look at these people for their faith. Why? How do they get there? Because they had faith. They believed God and who He said He would do, what He said He would do, and then they acted on their part. It was the two-sided coin of faith. Now look back with me there at our verse. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. You see the reliance on God, it's not going to be of any value if God's not involved in it but there's also work on our part. We're not going to keep the city. We're going to be destroyed and attacked if God's not involved. But also, we're watching. You see, this is the context of the verse. Yes, there's a work that we have to do, but we also have to trust God that he's going to build and that he's going to keep. He must build the house, but guess what instrument he's going to use to do it? He's going to build the marriage, but guess who's the instrument that he's going to use to build the marriage? He desires to build the church, and he's the one who builds the church, but whose hands is he going to use to build the church? It's faith, reliance on him, and working on our part. It's not going to happen unless he's in it. But he's going to use you to do it. Thus thus our Sunday evening messages, laboring with him, building with him, watching with him. You see, how do we how do we build homes that are of value? Right? That's what we want. We want our marriage to be valuable. We want all that work that we're putting in. I have so many kids throughout the auditorium. We want all that work that we're putting in as parents to be valuable, to be worth something, right? That time we spend at our business, 40, 50 hours, we want it to be worth something. We want it to be valuable. The relationships that we have with each other, we want those relationships to be valuable. How do we find that value? But practically speaking, if I could sum it up this way, we've got to build God's way. We've got to build God's way. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. Let's review. The work of man has its place. There's, has, there has to be effort on our part. And each Sunday night, we're going to talk about that. The effort on our part but we're also going to talk about the work and blessings of God. God has a way for us to do things. God has certain things that he desires in our relationships, in our marriages. God has given us his word. He's given us a blueprint of how he works. But we have to make a commitment to build God's way. And the key to profitable home building to profitable city keeping is faith. That two-sided coin of relying on Him and doing what He's asked us to do. Let me ask you tonight: have you been working so I mean just trying so hard to succeed at something? It just feels like you haven't rounded that corner yet? I mean, you've just been working and working and working and trying and trying and trying and making lists and making lists and making lists, trying to figure out how to get it done, how, try to figure out how to find value in it, and it just doesn't seem like there's value? Or, have you been sitting idly by waiting for God to fix your situation? Have you been sitting down thinking, you know, I've been praying, and just God hasn't done anything yet. I've been waiting for Him to fix this, and I don't know what to do, so I just put it in His hands. I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just waiting, just sitting idly by. I want to remind you tonight, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. It's going to take both sides. It's going to take our labor, but more important, it's going to take his work and his blessing. I want to have a word of prayer for us tonight. We desire for God to build our homes, for God to build and strengthen our marriages, for God to build our church and strengthen our relationships. There's got to be work involved. I think as we see tonight, unless he's involved, it's worthless. Unless he's involved, it's vain. Let's take a moment and ask for God's blessings on our our homes and for God to get involved in our relationships and our marriages and our families and our ministries. Father, we love you. We thank you for who you are. Thank you for your goodness to us. Thank you so much that you want to be involved in our lives. And Father, I believe tonight we have a desire for what we do to be of value. And so, Father, we ask You this evening that You would help us. We ask You this evening that You would help us increase our effort in the right places. but That, Father, Your hand of blessing, Your hand of work would be on it. And we do pray this year that you'd guide me as pastor and these Sunday night messages, would you put your finger and would your Holy Spirit deal with exactly what we need as your people? And Father, we just take a moment. And from the deepest part of our heart, we want you to know that we recognize that we need you. We need your blessing we need your work as we build our houses. Whether that means our family, our marriages, our relationships, our business, our church, our ministry, whatever that encompasses. Father, tonight we recognize that we need your help. And so would you get involved. And may this year, more than any other year, individually speaking, we see you work in our lives. And Father, we'll be sure to thank You and praise You for the name of Your Son, Jesus. We ask these things. Amen. Let's stand to our feet tonight. The piano is going to play.